0: My name is Logan Davidson. I'm the Chief of Staff for Representative Alex Dominguez, a Democratic member of the Texas House from the Rio Grande Valley. I support Progress Texas because they are one of, if not the most effective rapid response messengers uh, for progressive policy priorities, and they are, I think, one of the only entities that is a strong answer to the Republican propaganda that we see in the state. It's Monday, January 29th, 2024, and this is the Progress Texas Daily Dispatch. Rapid response on the breaking news stories Texas progressives need to know. I'm Chris Mosier. Coming out of the weekend, the ongoing standoff between Texas's Operation Lone Star and the Biden administration has captured global attention. Olivia Leach at CBS News. Talked to immigration attorney Haim Vasquez, who says the situation is unprecedented, saying, quote, We have never seen the point that we have right now, where the Texas National Guard agents from DPS basically are taking authority or control of the border. We're at a very critical issue right now because we're testing, really, the essence of the Republic of the United States and whether or not the Supreme Court has authority whether states have to abide or find a way to interpret it the way they want, unquote, adding that he believes that the Biden administration has been maneuvered into a choice between taking action to assert supremacy or to allow a precedent of state-level autonomy to be established. On Friday, Attorney General Ken Paxton formally refused the federal government's request for access to Shelby Park and Eagle Pass in a letter saying, quote, your request is hereby denied, unquote. All of this is as dangerous as it is crazy, so it's important to try and understand what's really happening here. Rotimi Adoye writes for the Daily Beast that Governor Abbott's argument that Texas has a right to control the border and that it supersedes federal government control Accusing the federal government of breaching the Constitution by having, quote, broken the compact between the United States and the states, unquote, is almost identical to South Carolina's 1860 Declaration of Secession, which led, of course, to the American Civil War and also espouses the fringe theory of constitutional law known as compact theory which was also leaned on by the Confederate States and Confederate President Jefferson Davis during the Civil War era. It purports that the United States was formed through a compact agreed upon by the states, with the federal government being a creation of the states. However, this view conflicts with the widely accepted social contract theory, which asserts that the federal government derives its authority from the consent of the people, not the states. The Supreme Court has consistently rejected compact theory, deeming it illegitimate and incompatible with constitutional law. So, in part, the governor of Texas is replaying the prelude to the American Civil War, complete with its thoroughly debunked legal theories. Perhaps the clearest explanation of the situation I've seen so far comes from Alex Narasta writing for the Cato Institute, a libertarian source, but one that's generally found to be well-researched and largely centrist. Narasta points out the part that no Republican will mention, and that is that the draw for the millions of migrants at the root of the issue is the demand for cheap labor by the American business sector, combined with the difficulty presented by U.S. policy in emigrating legally. The jobs are calling, but the applicants must break the law, not to mention risk their lives, in order to show up. Further, Narasta points out a glaring flaw in our governor's argument that the Constitution provides cover for Texas's superseding of federal law based on the notion that we're being invaded and the feds are failing to help. Abbott is drawing a grotesque false equivalency in considering migrants showing up for work the same as an armed assault by a foreign army. It is indeed that ridiculous. Michael McCardle talked to Houston State Representative Gene Wu about all this invasion talk. And Wu directs us to another obvious aspect, which is that, quote, this is a blatantly racist and charged term. So if you look at invasions around the world, they involve tanks, they involve guns, they involve rockets and missiles and bombs. And here with the southern border, we're talking about women with children and babies, unquote. Adding that perhaps Texas women should just ignore the law like Governor Abbott is doing with the Supreme Court ruling to yield to the feds, Wu says that if rape victims who find themselves pregnant can follow the law, then Governor Abbott can too. All of this is being seen with great glee by nefarious parties, both foreign and domestic, starting here at home with former President Donald Trump, who's clearly thoroughly entertained, as is his brain-damaged fan base. Jonathan J. Cooper and Adriana Gomez-Lacone at the Associated Press say Trump lavished praise on Governor Abbott over the weekend and promised that should he become president again, he'll direct the federal resources now in a standoff with those in Texas against those largely defenseless migrants. As for the foreign view, we head to Russia. Ellie Cook at Newsweek says a Russian media host was on state TV over the weekend, rejoicing that the trouble over the Texas border was resulting in complications for future American aid deliveries to Ukraine, hoping for an armed civil conflict in Texas that would likely redirect American public attention away from the Russian assault on Ukraine completely. Former Russian puppet president and current deputy head of Russia's Security Council, Dmitry Medvedev, was quoted on Friday saying the formation of the Texas People's Republic is becoming more and more real, unquote, expressing excitement that, quote, America may face an insoluble constitutional crisis and plunge into the abyss of a new, perhaps even more destructive civil confrontation for a long time, unquote. Yes, friends, Russia is 100% on board with Governor Greg Abbott's border shenanigans. Meanwhile, back at home, you may have heard about that large convoy of trucks calling themselves the Army of God, which is now en route to the southern border to demonstrate against the Biden administration and in favor of more hysteria over the border. Top of the news cycle right now on that topic is an Indian report That much of the footage about this convoy being circulated even by major news sources is actually old unrelated footage from March of 2022 when a truck convoy organized to protest COVID restrictions was brought to a snail's pace by a single bicyclist. Not that this new convoy doesn't exist, it's just already buried in bullshit. Progress Texas enjoyed the hospitality of the Texas AFL-CIO yesterday as they hosted what looks like might be the only debate between Democratic U.S. Senate candidates prior to the March primary, as it's the only one to our knowledge that apparent frontrunner and U.S. Representative Colin Allred has agreed to attend. Allred was joined by State Senator Roland Gutierrez, who was notable in his early and frequent criticism of Allred's recent yes vote on a Republican resolution to admonish President Biden over his federal border policy and State Representative Carl Sherman. Patrick Zvitek of the Texas Tribune was there, too. He says Allred defended his oft-criticized tendency towards bipartisanship as necessary to winning in GOP-dominated Texas. Allred holds a clear lead in polling and even more so in fundraising, but the number of undecided voters indicated by those same polls says an outright primary win in March is by no means a given. We captured and published the entire debate, and it's a good listen. See that in the podcast episode just prior to this one in the Progress Texas feed, along with important registration deadlines and dates to know for the Democratic primary. Returning to Ken Paxton for a moment, Madeline Rubin at the Texas Tribune says that much like he did with that children's hospital in Seattle, our multiply indicted AG has also tried to get his greasy hands on the medical records of Texas youth who have received gender affirming care from a Georgia telehealth clinic called Queermed who say they've stopped servicing youth in Texas after the state banned transition-related care last year. However, Paxton's demand was for records pertaining to cases from prior to the ban. Karen Lowy, a lawyer with Lambda Legal representing organizations and Texas families of transgender youth, tells the Trib, quote, "...it's hard not to see this as part and parcel of the AG's scorched-earth approach to persecuting trans kids and their parents." who are being forced to undertake travel outside of Texas to get their kids the medically necessary care they need, unquote, adding that Paxton has zero authority to force clinics outside of Texas to give him this information. After all that, closing with one that you'll find easy to believe, the fact-checking website Snopes.com asks, Is the word Texas... Slang for crazy in Norway, they find that statement to be true. Writer Alex Kasprak says residents of that Scandinavian nation do indeed use our state's name as a word for something insane and lawless. It's used as an adjective and is not normally capitalized and not typically said of an individual person. Rather, more commonly, it describes a general atmosphere of uncontrolled chaos, This is thought to have seeped into Norwegian vernacular back in the early days of Western cinema when cowboy movies gained popularity, but it's remarkable... How accurate that term turns out to be right here, right now. And as we wind down, again, a mention of two job openings we have here at Progress Texas. We're on the hunt for a full-time advocacy manager, and we also need a communications intern. That internship is a paid and flexible position, by the way. If you're a student looking to break into the exciting world of political media, this could be a great start. Come join the team. Both of those listings can be found now at our website. And finally, another mention of a great opportunity to support Progress Texas this all-important election year. Whether you follow us for our great pods, our handy and popular digital voter guides, or our great-looking and easy-to-understand GoVoteTexas.org website, which in English and Spanish helps Texans navigate registering and voting, you can support our work during the annual Amplify Austin nonprofit and charity fundraiser of which the early giving phase is underway now. No matter where in Texas you live, you can sign up to be a fundraising champion and help Progress Texas continue to shape positive, progressive messaging for the issues you care about. We're eligible for bonuses, too, including the org with the most unique donors. So, donations of any amount at all are a big help, and we thank you in advance. That's the Progress Texas Daily Dispatch for this Monday, January 29th, 2024. Links to all these original stories can be found in our show notes. Progress Texas is a non-profit rapid response media organization promoting progressive messages and actions. While campaigns come and go, We're the permanent home for progressive media and action in the Lone Star State. Find our web store and other ways to support our ongoing mission at ProgressTexas.org. I'm Chris Mosier. Thanks for listening. We'll see you again tomorrow morning.